want you to, to take a moment and think back on a time of prayer that you had that deeply impacted you. If, you. if you can remember one, it could be recent, it could be a long time ago. Do this, I want you to close your eyes and remember in detail what was happening. What was going on in your life at that moment? What were you, what were you asking prayer for, or praying to the Lord about, or who were you praying for, right? What, remember the details, who you were with, where you were, what happened, and how you felt and encountered God in that moment. Just do it. I mean, the more you get into it, the better. What did God say to you? How did he touch you? How did he speak through you? As you do that, when you start to feel appreciation, thankfulness in your heart, just spend a moment and thank God for that time of prayer. I know that wasn't much, but now just briefly, very briefly, just a couple minutes for uh, in, a, in a pairs or in threes, just share, at least one person share their prayer memory. And if you're at home, just continue your time of reflection if you're not with someone else.
Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and finish up your sharing. People who are virtual right now, I did share with you a Zoom link. Uh, so uh, you should be getting on that now if you want to be in a discussion with some other people who are virtual as well. It'll make it a little bit easier for you uh, after we do the intro here when we break up into groups. Yeah. So even if you've only been a Christian for a short amount of time, you should have already had an experience in prayer that impacted you. Right? Even, even for brand new Christians, the first time they meet Jesus, right, which is really a type of prayer, could be in a worship service or at an event, could be by themselves reading the Bible, it could be with a friend, that prayer time, they encounter God, and in that encounter, they're changed. Prayer is powerful, right? It's a powerful thing. And, and uh, the other thing about prayer that I've learned, even though my, my job right now is mostly around prayer, the work that I do with InterVarsity, is that I'm, there's still so much for me to learn. You know, there's still things I, I'm always surprised by. Someone tells me something, and I thought, I've never heard that before or thought of that or encountered God in, that quite, in a quite that way. Um, but but, but prayer, is, um, prayer is important for us in our life as believers. And, and the disciples knew this, right? They knew prayer was important. It was very much a part of their life um, uh, growing up Jewish, but they realized there was something different about the way Jesus prayed. They saw John had taught his disciples, and uh, they'd seen Jesus pray, right? Um, they'd seen him uh, pray. Uh, they'd heard him talk about prayer, like, he, don't pray so others can see you speaking meaninglessly wor meaningless words he had said at once to them. He's had other teachings on prayer. I'm sure there were many we didn't, we didn't hear or see um, uh, any reference to in Scripture. Uh, and there were times when he would go away by himself and pray, right? They knew that prayer was important to Jesus. Uh, and they saw him pray, especially before miracles. Like the, he prayed over the food before the feeding of the 5,000, right? He would even pray asking Father for direction before he would perform miracles, like changing the water into wine. Um, and his prayers seemed to have power, or at least to be different than what they had known growing up. Um, and he was their teacher, their rabbi, so, of course, one of the obvious things for them to do was teach us how to live this life for God and teach us how to pray. Um, and so we, we have the passage that we're looking at today, which is Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. You have that on that sheet. You can look at it. Just a couple notes. Many of you know this, this passage, but I'll share it for those of you who don't. Um, first of all, uh, like the words, the first part, we call it the Lord's Prayer uh, verses 2 through 4, um, we know the word father is really Abba, which doesn't mean like a formal form of father. It's an informal, more like daddy. And we also know hallowed, which is kind of a weird name, um, a word for this, but means holy, right, or set apart. Uh, so that's important for you to keep in mind. Um, and then on the parable, there's a parable that comes after a teaching that he, he shares about a friend uh, asking for bread. And uh, it's really important culturally at that time to show hospitality. It was almost a duty. Uh, and, and to think, too, that life revolved around food, growing food, hunting for food, preparing food. So their relationship with food was a lot different than it is for us today. Um, it took a lot of time 
and it makes sense that um, uh, you know that that food wasn't something that was always readily available, right? Um, of course, they didn't have any convenience stores, uh, no refrigerators, um, and they lacked in preservatives for things like bread. Um, and so bread was baked daily for people. And so if you, would, if you ate all your bread and a guest came, you needed to ask your neighbor for something, even if they came late at night. Um, and finally, the, the, if you remember this issue, he goes to a friend, and, the, and we'll, you'll hear it in the passage. Note that the houses at that time were just one room and the whole family slept together. So if you wake your friend up, you wake his wife up and all the children as well, right? And probably all of their animals or anyone who was in there with them, which means it was very hard for them to get back asleep, especially if they had little ones afterwards. So it was pretty risky what he was doing. Uh, you could really, I mean, I don't know if any, you know what it's like when you get woken up in the middle of the night. Last night we, we, we invited our, well, my wife invited our dog to sleep with us. I'm blaming you. <laughs> Because, uh, because we cleaned out my daughter's room uh, in order for a guest to stay there, which she usually sleeps in. And she likes, she's uh, small, but she's like a little furnace. And she likes to sleep right up against you, right? And, and I, I sleep, I can't stand being hot. And she comes right next to me, and pretty soon I'm on fire. I'm throwing the covers off. I'm kicking the dog away. And then she creeps back towards you again. So I didn't sleep very well for a while. Finally, I pushed her over to Lori's side of the bed so that she could sleep there. So you know what it's like when you get woken up late at night by stuff like that. So he's taking a big risk. So just keep that in mind as we read the passage, some of those things um, that are important. And, uh, and so we're going to read through the passage, and then I'm going to have you break up into groups. And there's some reflection questions on the back of that sheet that I gave you that we're gonna, you're going to go through together, and then we'll spend a little time kind of reflecting on them as a group. All right. So this is uh, Luke chapter 11. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not of temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, and to preserve his good name, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your, you fathers, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your, heavenly fa- your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Yeah. Just a note, by the way. Um, there's a couple of places where the words of Jesus are in black. That's because different te- um, manuscript versions have different wordings. So I included all of them because it feels a little more full that way. 
Anyway, so why don't you break up into groups of at, of at least three, if you can, and look at the questions and spend some time. I'll give you about 15 minutes to talk through those questions and discuss them, and then we'll pull back together again. Focus on the first three, all right? And if you're online, there is a Zoom option. something for prayer, definitely something for prayer. Yeah. You get a fairly major procedure.
Just a few more minutes and we'll pull back together. How much more time do you all want? One minute, two minutes? Five, did you say? Two more minutes. Okay, we'll come back at 10 after. Okay, we need to pull it back together again. And I could just leave you guys go. 
You're really going on this. I love it. You're probably asking a lot more questions than I had come up with. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start with kind of looking at some of the questions that I asked. And then if you have other insights that you want to share, let's go ahead and share those as well. Can you do the pan, the big, show the whole room? Yeah, there we go. So I wanted the big picture so we could see everybody. So what did you learn about this teach, uh, from this teaching about our relationship with God? Um, anybody want to share? I mean, if it, it's obvious, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, just to get us started. <laughs> when you were asking us to think about different prayers... Three things popped into my head, and they're very, very strange, but they apply to this. (laughs) I had three people in my life that I was praying for. Two were in a coma, and one was in a schizophrenic mantra. And I was praying for those people. And when the two, one of them died, so I don't know what happened. My sister was in a coma. She died, I think, the next day. And we weren't sure she was a believer, and I prayed for her. But the other two instances made me know that no matter what situation we're in, people will hear prayers. That man that was in a mantra got out of it, and he said, I heard every word you said. And the guy who was in a coma said the same thing. He got out of it a couple days later and lived another three years. So... You know, this perseverance, and sometimes we have no idea whether it's going to matter or not, but it was just proving to me that, you know, God is very exciting. (laughs) Andy. We were looking a little bit at at how that last verse, you know, how much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him is really sort of the ultimate answer to the questions the disciples asked up at that top, right? The whole thing is, how should we pray? And Jesus starts with, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done, and, and goes through, you know, it may seem hard, but, you know, God's better than the people. And even the people know how to give good things, and God will give you the Holy Spirit. So his answer is, God will give you the Holy Spirit. Don't worry about it. Go for it. Ask for the Holy Spirit. Ask for God's will to be done in your life and that pattern to be part of your life. I think that's a great point that Andrew made. We were talking about it, and I suddenly got the question, So why did Jesus not put in his teaching of how to pray to ask for the Holy Spirit? Peter? Anyone want to take that one? Okay, you can go in a different direction. It's okay. Um, In answer to the first question, though, another aspect we talked about in our group is the amount of grace there is and how we approach God. You know, we can mess it up and he's big enough to handle that. We can just go with what we, you know, what we have. 
You talked a lot about forgiveness and how important um, forgiveness was, um, that we forgive, we have our sins forgiven, and we forgive others. And that, that is has several di- different levels to it. One, that if we don't forgive, we can't get forgiveness, and it's kind of given to us. And that, um, you know, to just admit kind of that we need help you know this this whole piece of forgiveness is quite mysterious and very important in order to even receive God's power and love and the Holy Spirit in us. I think it's interesting how the the, the answers start pulling everything together, and you see, like Andy said, about how this is a this teaching is complete. It's not like a bunch of teachings, but it's one large one put together. Really, if you want to, if you want His name to be holy and you want His kingdom to come, it has to happen in your life, right, or in our lives together in our relationship. So that's where forgiveness comes in. How are people going to see that you are a people of God if that's not true about the body you're a part of, right? So that's just part of it. I mean, I I see. Maybe you all saw this, right? I mean, maybe the obvious is. We, uh, it's a very different approach to prayer than I think a lot of people see prayer as. I'm guessing that for the disciples, they never had a teaching like this before either. You know, would you, I don't know, but growing up Jewish, what, how, do you, how do you pray to God? Is God like a close personal daddy or is he a distant kind of big, hard to approach? What? Growing up Jewish... I learned to pray communally with uh, the rest of the congregation. Right. And if I went to a morning minion? Uh, okay. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> if I went to a morning minion, then we prayed a regular set of prayers in the uh, prayer book. It felt separate. And, but you, when I was a child, I was looking for something intimate, and oddly, I would go and stand against the pillar in the temple. And I still do that to this day. It was a way of feeling God's closeness. I think, honestly, it, it, I was looking for the cross. But I do want to make a comment. Both of these men found were relating to the Holy Spirit at Spencer Lake, decades apart. (laughs) Paul and Jason both happened to go to this Bible, uh, Assemblies of God Lake outside Wapaka. And when I was reflecting, I was thinking back on the time when I was baptized in water. It is interesting. I I think I asked that question to get us talking. I think if you, you, our church itself knows that the reality is we can approach God as a child, right? As a son, as a daughter, um, as a uh, and approach Jesus as a friend. But I don't think that's how a lot of the rest of the world looks at prayer, nor even the disciples did at this particular time. So this probably was really radical for them. Like what I can call God the Father, Daddy, you know. And we just we think about that from perspective, but the privilege it is to be able to approach God that way, and that the relationship and how much that matters, right? Because, well, 
So I'm in a prayer ministry that I do right now, and the model very much is about dealing with trauma, and you go back to people's traumas, and as you walk, you walk through it with them. But the key is, is God is with them through it all. And, and the example we say is for them to help them understand why we do it this way. It's a scary place to go, and it's kind of like sending a child into a basement in, in the deep dark of night when the lights don't work to get something for you. It's scary when you're on your own, but if daddy goes with you, it makes a big difference. So that's what we're talking about here, right? So I can approach father like God, like a daddy. So what about some of the other stuff? You guys have a lot of good insights and they all tie in. What else did you learn about prayer from this or what did you talk about? That's just a more general, broad question that you'd like to share. Well, the thought was that uh, the third question about why does Jesus end with the Father giving us Holy Spirit? Um, to me, it's like this is what Father really wants to give us. He wants to give us himself. And our prayers are so small and contained, and sometimes we're so careful about what we ask for. I want to ask for something that's doable, you know, so that I can see a result from it, but what God wants to actually give us is so much more, more than we could ask or imagine. Anyone else want to comment on that? Uh, it's really more in response to what you said, Lori, that... Um, I was just reflecting on the story of going to the neighbor's house. And, and one of the main things that he points out about it is, you know, he's not going to give you the bread because he likes you. It's because you were so audacious, so bold to be so inappropriate in your request. Um, so I think that, that that lines up with what you're saying. Yeah, so can I, 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 have, I, I have like a something to share, a confession. I've struggled with this passage for a long time because I thought it's so cool how it ends in Holy Spirit. Why does it end in Holy Spirit? Honestly, that was been my question. And I was talking with Tom on the on the uh, Zoom, and he's go, "Well, it just makes sense to me. I can't even explain it." <laughs> so I'm a little embarrassed. Um, but I got what as Lori and I were talking about it, it suddenly became real. Yes, of course, we can we could ask God for anything. And when I think about what I ask God for, or which maybe you do the same, it feels like it's more mundane stuff, earthly things like enough money to make it through the month or to pay a bill, right? Or, or, or food or for the kids and something that they're struggling with, right? But how often do I think about asking God for more of himself? As the first thing, you know, I need more of you, Jesus. And that's exactly what we need. Like if I had more of Holy Spirit, where would my faith be in regards to the things that I'm lacking? It just goes on. It builds on there, right? And like Andy was saying, I had more of the Holy Spirit than I would be able to really make his kingdom come and his will done in my life and here on earth as well. It's good. Anyone else have a thought? Okay, guys. What he's doing is giving you permission to ask for the little stuff, the nitty-gritty stuff. Don't worry that you think you might do better to just ask for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is what I really want to give you. That's not your business in prayer to worry about praying the way God wants you to pray. He's telling you not to do that. That's why he doesn't want you to just, that's why he doesn't say, 
why didn't he tell us to ask for the Holy Spirit? He was telling us to be ourselves in prayer. To don't, don't screen your prayers. Don't try to pray up here. If this is what your mind is on, pray that. And he does tell us to pray for our daily bread, right? And the bread isn't just our food for the day. Okay, let me go here first. And all of the food that is mentioned here are all basic sustenance foods. And I I just saw that as a sense of um, sustainability, that prayer isn't a one-and-done thing, that we just ask for, like, the big things, you know, salvation for our child, all those things that we think, like, those are the things. But the, the... it's that walking, it's that presence, it's that sustainable, give us this day our daily bread. It's the those things that we are present in that sustain us, and it's a it's a walking type of thing, not a big one-and-done type thing. Yeah, so really, I mean, wh- the first question is the giveaway prayer is about relationship, right? Um. In John 16, it said that, Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away, because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come. And so, without the Holy Spirit, prayer doesn't get there. (laughs) And it also convicts of sin and gives us more insight into how to pray. Well, so I'm going to give us a couple minutes. We got five here. In In your groups again, ask the question, how, how does this speak to us, or what is the Lord saying to to, and I'm saying the church, not to individuals, the church together. How does this speak to us in the season that we're in right now? Go. Oh.
One more minute. One more minute. Okay. All right, let's come back together. Are you going to appoint a spokesperson from your group? You want to share, but is it everybody pick a spokesperson. Okay. And then I'm going to throw a curveball. You guys ready? The curveball is I don't want you to tell us, I want you to pray what you heard the Lord say or what you decided when you were discussing it, all right? So who wants to start? This is a prayer time. We're going to pray this stuff out to the Lord, what we, what we feel like, how this applies for us right now. Okay, Emily. Heavenly Father, we know that you're with us and that your spirit is our life. We, um, we call on you to show us what your kingdom looks like and lead us, um, lead us forward to see that kingdom come. Lord, help us to stay connected, cognizant of your love, your goodness, that you hear our prayers always, even when there's delay. Lord, transform our image of success to match yours. Lord, as a body, our part of our daily bread is the space that we are in because it sustains us as a body. And we can meet together in this place. So the uncertainty is where this bread will come from in the future and so we just pray for your provision for that bread for our body and we trust that as we pursue you that you will in fact give us our daily bread our daily building where we can come together and, and meet with you and with each other Holy Spirit, we humbly submit ourselves to these words. We ask that you teach us to trust that God, that Father, Jesus, is working, that you are here with us. Lord, give us confidence to see you and to see the Holy Spirit's work, even when the answers that settle on us are surprising. Even when we're shocked, let us see your hand and your work in our midst.
but we are not alone. And we, we see with COVID, we, we felt like this disconnect and this being alone. But we know you are a strength and refuge. Yeah, we know you are a fortress. And what we see in our personal lives and what we see in our church lives as obstacles or, or hurdles to climb and crawl through, we know we do not do that alone. We know that we do that with you and through the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, you want people to know the Holy Spirit. So I ask you to help us learn new ways to preach the gospel. That was your last word to us. Um, service projects are great, but we need to find new ways to present the gospel and to teach people so that they would come and know about you. Abba, Father, I don't know how to pray. Uh, lead me as I pray. Lord, we do ask that your kingdom would come and your will would be done. We know Jesus is going to return. And we don't know when. But sometimes we forget that Jesus is coming soon. We get caught up in the, the blood, sweat, and tears of every day. But we, I pray that you'd help us to keep your kingdom in mind. Um, Lord, as we do the good work that you've put in front of us to do, let's, like Joan said, keep in mind the gospel. There's good news. Jesus is coming. Help us, Lord, uh, to move ahead in revealing your kingdom and doing your will. Thank you that you're with us, that you haven't left us alone. When Jesus left, he sent Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yeah, G Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, continue to teach us how to pray. Um, fill us with your Holy Spirit um, so that we might bring um, your kingdom to our, into our lives, into our body, and to this world around us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you for joining us. There, uh, there are a few of us. If you'd like prayer, we will have prayer this morning uh, as well. Um, and there are no formal announcements today. So God bless you and have a wonderful day.